Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man. Who, who lives on Drury Lane? Well, she's married to the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man! See, Hello. This would've, that would that would have been perfect if we, if we recorded the Shrek Marathon. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon podcast. Yeah, it would have been. Oh, well, episode what Episode four. Yeah, episode four of the Sunday Movie Marathon. Um, How are we all doing? This is, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Chris? I am okay under the yeah. strange circumstances we are under at the moment. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. It's a little bit different. We're, um, we're recording this podcast uh, through Zoom. It's it's a weird setup that we've got going on at the moment. So let's pray to God that it works and Chris can figure it out. Hopefully, yeah. I've done it before. Yeah, yeah, I think the only I think the only annoyance that there's going to be is because the video on Zoom is delayed. A few of us are going to talk, be talking over each other, or there's going to be like really strange silences at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'll Maybe. have to sort that out. <laughs> so, um Max, what 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 what's this episode, mate? What have we done? Well, um avid listeners will know that um this episode is the 50p marathon. Uh we got together before lockdown and um watched three movies that we bought we each bought for 50p uh with uh, funny consequences. Yeah, so uh, the last weekend or the last Sunday of every month, we'll um, we'll pick, we'll go into it like a charity shop or any shop, and we'll find a DVD that none of us have seen that is fifty p or below, and we'll buy it. Doesn't matter what it is, um, and then we'll watch it. And so far, Chris has just chose the weirdest fucking films that seem to have always been the best ones that we've watched. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, what? Godsend wasn't good. Well, that was technically your movie, though. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Do you know how it was like your... I can't even explain what your movie was about, Max, in all fairness. It was so weird. Well, we'll get to that, won't we? Yeah. So, of course, we we watched um, Chris's movie first. Uh, Chris, do you want to give a brief introduction and synopsis? Um, uh, Sure. Um, so <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I picked I picked the animated movie Legend of Oz: Dorothy's Return. It is an unofficial sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Um, I'll say. Technically, <laughs> mate, it has Patrick Stewart in it. How could it be unofficial? Yeah. Um, technically, it's set the day after. But at the same time, set a few years later. So for Dorothy, she wakes up, and then the next day she's thrust back into Oz. But in Oz, like years have passed. Um, the brother, I think it is, of the witch, the main witch from the first film, is, is some jester guy, and he is taking over Oz. And their only hope is Dorothy. So they bring her back in, and she goes on the same adventure again but meeting new characters this time and 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a musical, of course. I I completely forgot that this movie was a musical um, until they started singing. I completely forgot that you had said that, and I didn't realise The Wizard of Oz was also a musical. Yeah. yeah. Is that one of the most famous movie musicals? I mean, no, it isn't. Have you seen Mamma Mia 1 or 2? Yeah, and they're not good. Ooh. Yeah, all right then, mate. All right. Fuck off. Your favourite movie is what? Fucking Ninja Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I will say about this movie is um, what one of you two brought up in like when we started watching it. The animation and the whole the film itself was actually surprisingly better than what we thought it was going to be. Right. I wouldn't say the film itself, but the animation, yeah. No, that's yeah, no, that's right. that's what I mean. The the animation itself and like the just the the audio audio quality of like the the voices and stuff. Um, yeah, it wasn't just, yeah, like disgusting. Uh, it wasn't repulsive. No, I thought I thought it was just going to be like um, recording through your laptop or something. So it was. I was pretty pleased when um, we loaded the movie up and actually got some decent audio and visual. Yeah, yeah. For what it was, it wasn't the worst movie ever made it's like an all right made movie like some yeah, big actors thing... and stuff in it yeah well just um, big actors patrick stewart's like the only one that i really knew and i'm pretty sure most people already know so you got leah michelle who's be- probably best known for being in glee you got mm-hmm. dan Aykroyd, yeah. who um is in blues brothers ghost busters um jim belushi he's in loads of comedy stuff Kelsey Grammer, who's in Frasier, Cheers, and he's plays Sideshow Bob. She's also mentioned in Rush Hour 2. And he's basically... No, Rush Hour 1. Rush Hour 1. Um, you've got Martin Short, who's been in loads of films. Um, I'm pretty sure he's in Twilight. I could be wrong. Um, I am wrong, looking at his filmography. <laughs> oh, but brilliant. <laughs> He was the bad guy in the Santa Claus Three, the Escape Clause, where he played Jack Frost. Oh, cool! Fucking is—is is that Santa Claus like the film series with the guy from Home Improvements? Yeah. Oh, they're amazing, but they're so fucking bad at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. Um, but yeah, you've also got Patrick Stewart, Brian Blessed, <laughs> and also for some reason the singer Brian Adams shows up at one point. Like they that add, must have been that must have the, been when I was asleep. In the opening, they like um, said that the songs were by him, but they're actually not. There's just one song he wrote, and he like <laughs> sings it. It's the song where there's like they're building the boat. He plays like a chipmunk or something who sings one <laughs> line. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I will say, in terms of the film itself, I didn't like the the story to it. Not the whole, like, um, the queen or witch has a brother that then decides to take revenge. Like, that's just what I'd, I'd assume standard. But what I found was a very odd choice, which I don't see why they did it, um, is deciding that there had only a day had passed in, in um, Dorothy's time. Yeah, that was a bit weird. So, like, yeah, her, we see her in her animated world. And um, if you've watched the original movie from the 30s, I think, um, the hurricane happens and 
this movie takes place about about a day after that happened, and um, the <laughs> so it's Why like are you well, laughing? Well, Why are you laughing well, at people? <laughs> people's houses blown over by hurricanes. <laughs> Just but funny, it's like, it? okay, no, nothing has changed for Dorothy, basically. <laughs> it's funny. If we are to assume that this does take place um, of that same timeline, just it's animated now, and like years have passed in um, uh, Oz. Well, so she goes back on the um, Rainbow Road. <laughs> she gets swallowed by a rainbow. Oh yeah, it looks like Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. <laughs> It's yeah, that was such an odd, odd thing to happen. It's just like this hurricane of a rainbow just like barrels towards her, and her and her dog are like running for their dear lives. And then it like they get into a bunk and it crashes through and just picks her up and takes her and tows her away. It doesn't yeah. just pick her up. The rainbow turns into a huge hand and grabs yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. We're picking it up. But like the only reason I didn't didn't understand why they had chosen that route to go down is is the lack of character development. Because you think about it, throughout the whole film, um the original three side characters or her uh, company characters and are rarely in it. I mean she's making obviously new th- new friends. I just don't get it why, like, just imagine, like, if we all hung out, and then, we, like, the next day we ha- we hung out again, there wouldn't be that much to talk about, there wouldn't be no development in our lives, there'd be n- not nothing new, no new experiences, nothing, but then if we gave it, like, four or five years, um, well, you can imagine, character development will happen over that period of time, so, for Dorothy, it was just like she went into Oz, came out, fell asleep, woke up, and then got thrust back into there, and it's meant to feel like a reunion story when they finally meet at the very end. And But it's just like, but she, for her, it doesn't really matter. No. Well, that's that's what I took issue with, like, quite a bit. It's like, she hasn't developed as a character. And, like, that's just, like, it even baffles me to, like, say that. Because this is not the same character as was in the original. It's not. No, it's not know. a continuation. It's like, if if I acknowledge that as a continuation, then I acknowledge this movie being more than it is. Which I just saw this movie as some, like, boring B-movie that tries to um, capitalise off a pre-existing product. It has nothing to do with the original movie. And to be quite honest, I hated it. <laughs> Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty hell, terrible. Max. It was a bad movie, don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think if it wasn't like attached to uh, a pre-existing property, you could just like whatever, shake it off and just not well, care about it. And yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, you well, yeah, if you you think about it though, like if you take out if you take out the title and replaced it with something generic or something else, and then you changed certain aspects of the film, not even that much, maybe like 5% of the film, Yeah, it would be a completely new film, and it would have no correlation. You wouldn't even know that it was Wizard of Oz. If you take out those three characters, you kept in the story, but you um, changed how Dorothy was involved, 
then it's a new story and you wouldn't have a clue that it was about Wizard of Oz or even linked in that universe. No, so yeah, they just, definitely yeah. just tried to capitalise on the, the the name itself. You just call it uh, Dotty Dingle's Adventure into Crazy Land and you should be like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess this is I what I kind of feel watching. like Max has that written down on his notes. I do not. <laughs> yeah, he's been thinking about that name for weeks. <laughs> so, Chris, what what made you pick this film of all the films? Yeah, what the hell? So, I um, went into two or three charity shops trying to find a film, and everything looked really boring. And you I saw... actually like did research for it then. <laughs> research? No, he just walked through a few different shops. Yeah, he actually tried though. Yeah, of course. I wanted to find something that I thought would be funny. I went into a charity shop. There was like a handful of films in the children's section. I was like, this could be something funny. And then I saw this and I was like, I have actually heard of this film because it's like renowned for being one of the worst animated films of the 2010s. So I was like, yeah, this will be funny. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I saw Patrick Stewart's name and I was like, yeah. (laughs) So Patrick Stewart plays a tree in this film. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It gets and, turned into a boat And it's fucking and it, terrifying Yeah it's so So fucking weird And at the very end of the film um, There's like a battle scene And it just goes There's a shot of Patrick Stewart as this boat And then all of a sudden his mouth just Elongates like a snake About to swallow its prey And then just a bunch <laughs> of soldiers come out of his mouth And Patrick Stewart just says nothing Yeah because it's and got it a bunch of soldiers in it. Terrifying. It was like a Trojan horse. Yeah. Patrick Stewart <laughs> honestly sounds like he recorded the lines at home on his phone. Yeah, we probably yeah, he, did. He could have. T- yeah, he probably didn't even need to leave his house. He didn't really have that many lines either, did he? Not really. No, no. not really. He just he, he pulls himself out of the ground and he says, Make me into a boat. And they carve up his, his wooden flesh and then they sail him to the jester's lair. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, you think you think about this, right? When Dorothy walks over to the like, so they get to this um, river and they need to cross it. Uh, pardon me. Yeah. So they go to make a bridge, and they're like, "Oh, we'll go get some wood from these trees." And these trees are alive. Dorothy snaps off a branch, and the tree feels pain. Yeah. It so treats if the tree an agony. felt, if the tree felt pain through a branch being snapped. Could you imagine how Patrick Stewart felt getting carved up? He just feels numb. Like it, it, he's probably fucking old enough for it not to feel anything. But he's probably like, that's the equivalent to us getting our skin carved off and turned into something else. Maybe he's a sadomasochist. He's like really enjoying it. He probably just really probably, wants to feel yeah. something. He just hasn't felt, yeah. no one's touched him in like eons. He just wants to be, he just wants to feel something. Even if it's pain. And he doesn't care what that, yeah, it doesn't care what it is. We get a new, a whole host of new characters Dorothy meets. And I'm just thinking, okay, so we got, who do we get? We get the fat, uh, the fat owl, that guy. Uh, <laughs> who can't fly. Can't fly. I've just, re- <laughs> I've just remembered the part of the movie where the owl starts to fly. <laughs> And he's just standing there and he starts flapping his wings really fast and it just looks really odd. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, how? why didn't you try doing that before? Like, he's complaining that he 
can't fly anymore. But the first time he ever tried to do it again, he could fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this movie is, is, what, like an hour and a half long? You, you don't have time for these, this character development. I don't yeah, care it just has it. to happen out of nowhere. He's just a fat owl. And he, he, he can't fly, but also he can. Great. I think my least favourite bit of the whole film, I think Connor was asleep during it, is where, he me- <laughs> where she meets the owl and they go into that candy land. Oh, like, God, yes. The, the jester changes the signs because the signs say do not eat any candy and the jester changes it to like help yourself or something. So they're running around eating all this candy and the jester has this musical number and it's so loud and obnoxious. (laughs) I actually, um, I I listened back to that song because it's on YouTube, I guess, um, today. And I listened to it. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. Uh, And I felt embarrassed while I was watching it. I tried to... Yeah, well, I, I tried to find um, the soundtrack on Spotify, and there's just <laughs> nothing there for it. So, no, of course not. But um, I, I, the songs weren't memorable. I can't remember anything. No. The songs, the singing was terrible. good. Well, but, um, whatever. I can't remember well, any of it. Well, yeah, it doesn't mean the singing weren't good. It just means the songs were shit. Yeah, that, Leah yeah, Michelle's a good singer. Obviously, like I said, she was on Glee, so she knows how to sing. She was on Broadway yeah. for years and stuff. Yeah. Are you on Glee or Broadway, Max? No, I'm not. <sighs> well, there we go. Don't so throw well, stones anyway, if I don't you're care. in a glass house. <laughs> what? Well, she sucked anyway. I don't care. This whole movie yeah, she sucked. wasn't good. <laughs> I'm not going to afford anyone any like credit. This movie was terrible. Okay? I did yeah. not have a good time. I wanted to die while watching this. Yeah, I lost I my so soul. bored. It felt like it was two hours long. <laughs> Did you not? Yeah. Do you guys not find the um the jester very entertaining? He was a wacky no. character. I hated him. Can any of you remember like any key points of the film? No. Yes. Okay. There's a scene where they go over the a ending. waterfall. No, they go over a waterfall, and they all survive, apart from like the China doll who they picked up on, <laughs> along the way. She's here now. And, like, she was, like, killing her own people, was she, or something? Because, like, she could scream really loud or, like, with a really yeah. high pitch. She was killing her own people because they were just smashed because they were all made of china. And then she goes over... They all go over the um the waterfall and, miraculously, it only kills her. But, of course, this is, like, a children's movie, so she can't actually die, so she comes back to life. And I must have, like, blanked that from my mind because all of a sudden I see her and she's alive again. I'm like, when the hell did that happen? Yeah, I was going to say the bit where she comes back to life is hilarious because the marsh there's a marshmallow guy, man made yeah. of marshmallows, who's in Marshall love Mallow. Yeah. Marshall Mallow is his name. <laughs> and yeah, so she's she's smashed, and he's holding the pieces of her. She's and smashed as a kids' yeah. film. Um, yeah, he's she's holding the pieces of face. her. <laughs> He's holding her and singing this song to her and like gluing her back together using like bits of his marshmallow that has melted. <laughs> this this film is so when you think about it in terms of like how they would be feeling. You got a tree being skinned alive, a china doll killing her own people by 
combustingly exploding them and then he's ripping off his own flesh to glue her back together and not only that when have you ever known fucking marshmallow to glue anything to anything no of course not no well, it's it makes it fucking smalls and that's it it's a kid's movie i'm not supposed to think about it <laughs> he's a he's but, like um, he's a he's a sentient marshmallow Oh, yeah, Jesus. That gets a pr- uh, cur- encouragement from um, Dorothy to ask out this midget. What the China girl? Yeah, the China doll, the the queen. Maybe um, maybe their the relationship is like uh, like um, no matter if someone has flaws, you can still love love them or something. Because she ends up having cracks all over, her and she's like a midget. So that gave me <laughs> She's hope. a midget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? She was small. <laughs> uh, well, she was. This I don't movie know how they was were... no messages. I don't know what you could take away from it. Like, oh that that was like I I had I watched it. Okay. That was one an hour and a half. No, no. Gone. There is message uh, a message that I I feel we could really, if we squeezed the lemon hard enough, we can get something out of it. Oh, go so on, then. At the very, at the very end, the jester summons a tornado um, to kill Dorothy, but it backfires and he ends up falling into the, the tornado. Dorothy saves him, but then smashes the um gem that gives the jester his power and throws his staff into the tornado and the jester jumps into the tornado after being saved to retrieve it and then he dies um so maybe you could think like the the films about like uh greed will always lead to your inevitable inevitable death power consumes (laughs) yeah but it's a kids movie so you know what a message power corrupts and all that jazz yeah, you know what? Now that you've said that, Connor, it really makes me think twice about this movie. I actually really like it now. Do you want me to <laughs> just um, drop off the DVD sometime? No, you can keep that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Who's still got Paranormal Ascendancy? Uh, actually, I do. I was tidying my room <laughs> really? earlier, and um, <laughs> it, like, it must have fallen out from somewhere, so I went for a walk, and I came back, and it was just lying on the floor. <laughs> Mate, God, that didn't so just that fall out. Was it was it three three AM <laughs> by any chance? <laughs> oh shit. Now you say it. <laughs> Mate, if you're not gonna keep that film, give it to me because I will uh in like twenty years' time when I have kids, I will sit them down and say, Do you kids wanna watch the worst movie that's ever been made? And then they'll put themselves up for adoption straight after. <laughs> but to be fair, by that point, I don't think DVD players would be a thing. I think we'd just be like watching stuff in the little microchip in the back of our heads that Elon Musk is creating. Yeah, maybe. Or be robots. I've got a few facts about the movie before we go to ratings. Oh, please yeah, go on then. tell us. Yeah, let's know more so, about this movie. <laughs> so the film is actually based off a book called Dorothy of Oz, which is written by the great-grandson of L. Frank Baum, who wrote the original Wizard of Oz and a few sequels to it as well. Well, he fucking tarnished his great-granddad's legacy, didn't he? Yeah. But well. the book was an official release by 
his grandson, I guess. It's called great grandson. Right. Um, what else you got? The film um, it came out in 2014, but they'd actually started trying to raise money for it in 2006. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that what? took ages. They to had. Make. Oh my God! That's like eight years, and nobody th- yeah. stopped to think. You know what? This is probably not a good idea. No, the final budget was seventy million dollars. Holy it rose- <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Me, no and way. It grossed twenty one million worldwide. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh my god. god! Seventy million. Just imagine what you could do with seventy yeah. million. Mate, Deadpool was made on less the money than that. That's crazy. And finally, the film was um, co-directed by Will Finn and Dan St. Pierre, who um, both were character designers and animators on loads of Disney movies throughout the 90s, like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, all these really great movies. And then Will Finn actually wrote and directed Home on the Range, which is not only the worst Disney movie, it's one of the worst animated movies I've ever seen. (laughs) So he's wow. not only he's not only got the worst animated movie yeah. of 2014, but he's also got the worst animated movie of all time yeah. that you've oh, seen. Shit. And Daniel Saint Pierre was also an animator on Shark Tale, which is the greatest oof. movie ever made. Oh, big oof there! Damn. Ooh. Yeah. That well, to tragic. be fair though, like one sunny day doesn't make summer. Like he he got lucky, I'd say, with that one. Perhaps Shark considering Tale. all the other shit that he's made, yeah. Have you watched Shark Tale? No, is it bad? It's awful. If you had seen Shark Tale, you'd know that it's not a sunny day at all. No. <laughs> is it quite no, the opposite? Fair, fair enough. It's the most depressing rainy day that you could imagine. Yeah, it's not good. Right, so, um, I think we've heard all about this movie now more than we care to continue talking about so let's go to the ratings um so considering max always does it at 10 we've changed the rating system to out of seven lovely um no (laughs) uh so (laughs) max how many patrick stewart's would you give this film out of 10 this is a terrible terrible movie do not watch it it has too many similarities to uh Alice in Wonderland. Just watch that movie instead. I'm giving this a one Patrick Stewart out of ten. Chris, I'll give it. I'll give it two Patrick Stewarts out of ten. I uh, I'm gonna split the difference and go of one and a half because <laughs> I I fell asleep throughout it, so it must have been bad if it put me to sleep. You say that, but you just fall asleep during every marathon at this point. I'm a busy boy, man, and I have a really fucked sleeping schedule. Yeah, you do. And Max's house is just so comfy. He gives me the blanket and a pillow, and I just lay down, and then that's it. Yeah, I treat you too well. Yeah, too well, and you told off by your nan and uncle for using your using over your allowance to microwave time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what bloody um like rice packet needs to be microwave for fifteen minutes? It's crazy. It's not fucking... Well, I know it is rice, isn't it? But it's just gammy rice. Um, it wasn't good, either. Right. This brings us on to Max's movie of choice, which is probably yes. the best 
50p movie, I think, that has ever been created. And well, I can't wait movie to hear, that's ever been I created. can't wait to hear Max try and explain this film. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of dreading that, to be honest. All right. <laughs> My movie that I picked is from 1986, directed by Godfrey Ho, and it's called Ninja Dragon. Um, <laughs> what's it about? Well, <laughs> Um, <laughs> the real question is, what isn't it about? Um, well, this movie is about life, love. <clears throat> it's about everything. It's about... <laughs> I want to say it's sort of about... And this is my best guess here, and I watched the movie. Um, I want to say it's about ninjas, sort of. And I want to say it's about like maybe a mafia... Yeah. If, if you guys got that sort of vibe, so there's yeah. like, um, you know, uh, people die and um, they fight and there are ninjas, and um, overall, um, it was it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> um, I'm Chris, reading didn't... I'm reading the plot on IMDb. Oh please, put me out of my misery. Did just I don't think this was the plot at all. To be honest, Chris, read the whole not... plot out for us. The whole thing. Okay. This isn't like a full synopsis, this is just like the summary. Yeah. Major figures in the ninja community are being slaughtered. Three ninjas are trying to figure out what evil people want to bring an end to all ninjas and also rescue the kidnapped daughter of one of their mentors. <laughs> what? Um, that did not that's, happen. That, none of that happened. Okay. There was only two ninjas in that whole entire film. Yeah, I didn't get any of that from, from what I saw. No one got no one got kidnapped and there was no mentor so there's a um, synopsis on letterbox which actually makes a lot more sense go on it says set in great shanghai two rival gangs the furious fox and the black eagle are fighting to establish domination in their territory only one force can stop the never-ending dr- killings the ninja dragon yeah that sounds a lot that more may- accurate yeah, yeah. um can someone else start off with what they thought about the film? Because I actually have no idea where to begin. There's yes. just... There's no this plot. Movie, this movie was... Um, well, it was bad. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. What do you but, mean? This <clears> was great. No, shut up, Chris. Come on. It was terrible. It was a bad <laughs> movie. Okay. But I'm just going to say it, it. I loved it. It was hilarious. There is Okay. So it's like... Like made in Japan, I guess. But like, it was, the, the, the key thing is everything is dubbed. So you've yeah, got Asian dubbed. people speaking with British accents, and then you've got like American-looking people talking Chinese, and it just doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. But it's really, really funny. Um, yeah. There's uh, yeah, so the film starts with. Like these people play these two rival gangs playing poker, and like one of them, one of them wins, and then says, "I'm going for a break," and then turns to someone else, and goes, "Are you leaving with me?" and just leaves. And then as soon as he walks out, the other guy from the rival gang says, "We're gonna kill him," and and then his voice changes for the rest of the film. He has a completely different yeah. accent. It's it's so so fucking weird. <laughs> well, that's just the kind of guy he is. 
so the the guy in the beginning, he comes in, he has um like an, an American accent or a British, I forget which one. Um, but he comes in, he's got like a mustache, I think, and then he leaves. Is he the Green Ninja? He is the Green yeah. Ninja. Yeah. Okay, good. That is he, him. So I'm. Even though this was all dubbed, like it's, you could still tell all the acting was bad. The filmmaking was bad. Everything about this movie was bad. Well, and I feel like if we had watched just the original movie, we would have had a, a a lot less of a good time. Well, um, there were shots like we Chris thinks the film was cut down in aspect ratios from sixteen nine to like four by whatever. Yeah, yeah because um, three. the framing was because really off. Yeah, because they were like, but then I don't, I kind of don't think that it had been cut down because there was a scene when they were at the poker table where the guy, the guy is talking to someone and then the camera pans and there's just no one on screen and then the camera <laughs> slowly turns to the right until the guy's in frame yeah. and then it just stops. <laughs> so on um, VHS tapes, there used to be a thing called pan and scan where, um, because VHS tapes were all 4x3 instead of 16.9. So, like, you've got a widescreen movie and there's two characters in the frame and they're talking. If they can't fit both on screen, the cat they, like, pan between the two so you still know what's going on. And I feel like that's probably what they tried to do, but it's really badly done if that is what they were going for. Do you know what? I didn't even consider that this film was actually made on VHS or for VHS or whatever, like, because it's that old. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it wouldn't come out. 1986. 1986. <clears throat> it's yeah. not super old, it's just, you know. Well, it's, were DVDs a thing back then? No. 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 So it probably would have been for VHS. Yeah, and then obviously when they've tried to... I would say remaster, but translate that to a DVD format is probably that's where the um, quality of the actual film has gone down itself, just from the the pictures that you, the picture that we see, and then obviously yeah. all the um, recording techniques were not only done poorly during the filming of the the movie, but they've also not really um, translated well to the digital screen. Absolutely yeah. not. This is a film where everything is done really badly, but it's so chaotic and ridiculous that it's hilarious to watch. Yeah, there no, are, absolutely. There are parts in this movie that don't make sense because there are there's there's this green ninja, which is the guy from the beginning, which is the leader of the rival gang, and then there's like loads of red ninjas that just show up occasionally and there's no reason why these ninjas show up the film would just like it will be like doing another scene like with the family or like at a wedding and then all of a sudden it will cut to this red ninja just showing up to challenge this gray ninja and during the the ninjas fighting one of them teleports like yeah. literally, literally teleports and I'm I sat there and I fought during that part of the film if that is real, like you've you've put that into the film now, he can teleport because the other guy has noticed it. Why the fuck is he st- still losing? It's dragon power, man. 
And then, yeah. like, all of the... There will be scenes of, like, the ninjas fighting and the ninja will, like, front flip onto a, a wall or something. But it's just clearly someone backflipping off a wall, which is then just played in reverse. Yeah, yeah. probably. Or even <laughs> just, like, no, forward flipping. No, it, it was. It was played in reverse. Oh, yeah. No doubt. There's a couple of bits where they have, like, a close-up on... Um people's like feet as they like go up a wall and it actually looked like they'd put their hands in the shoes and that was their arms controlling <laughs> it. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised by that at all. The I I I the voice acting was terrible. Like like I said, there were Asian characters with American accents. There were American and actors or characters with Asian accents. There were like little Chinese guy that spoke a bit like this or some shit, and you're just sitting there and you think, "What the fuck is going on?" It's yeah. it's just a ridiculous movie but from beginning to is, end. Yeah, it's like Chris said, the film is chaotic, so it's really hard to talk about because unless you watch it, it's just the film itself is just so fucking hilarious because of how bad everything is. Yeah, it and is by one the of those end of the movies. movie. There's so much piling up in the film. By the end of the film, there's like nothing has been resolved or anything. No, like and, and you leave it like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like literally, the, in the beginning of the film where they're doing like this poker game, the guy that comes in, the American guy who's the grey ninja, his like bodyguard is like renowned for being like really tough, but then he dies instantly by getting his throat sliced by his barber. And then that that person's daughters come to um, Shanghai to see the family, and then one of the daughters ends up like engaged and marrying this guy. And then on their wedding day, she gets shot in the ass. She dies. The guy picks her up, walks out, and then the movie ends with the ninjas fighting again. But yeah. then you don't find out what happens. Like it's just left that on a loose end. No, you don't need to know. It's um, ambiguous. It's artistic. They're, well, movies with, with ambiguous endings. How about that? I thought the um the Red Ninja was like the same guy who just kept coming back. I was like, why is this guy still alive? Why doesn't he just leave? Well, the question is, if the Red Ninja can teleport, can all the Red Ninjas teleport? Or do all the Red Ninjas have some form of like power? Yeah, there's so. clearly magic in this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, the teleported. whole movie is magic. No, the whole movie is magical. It is magical. I, <laughs> I can't think of a film that we've watched as of yet that has been this bad where we just constantly laughed throughout it. Yeah. Like, it was a bad movie. But it was a good time watching the movie. But what I will say is it did fucking drag. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, in like the end of the second act, early third act, it gets really boring. Because like, all the bad things that you were laughing at, it's just the same thing happening over and over again. It's no longer really funny. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> and of course, this movie is an 18-rated movie. And I didn't see anything that like could be considered... 18 rated the only thing that i would say is like maybe just like the naked women there's like yeah they just put well, them in there just to make it an 18 
Like, yeah, this doesn't was... need to be here, but Literally, you want to make it an eighteen. There's there's a part in the film in there where the it's like the woman's in the shower, like you the woman's getting ready to shower and she takes off all her clothes apart from her underwear. Like she's just standing there in a pair of like thongs, and then it just cuts away and she has no relevance to the, to that part of the movie. And then the next time you see her, they open the cupboard door and she stands up and she's again only wearing a pair of thongs. And you're like, why were you hiding in a cupboard in your underwear? <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. It's com- incredibly stupid. It's not needed. And there's like there's the scene where like the hold on, she's no, in Max. The so shower. I wouldn't say it's not needed. Not needed. Not needed. I ain't. I ain't gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like that scene where she's in the shower and a guy comes in, and then she she gets out of the shower, and then he drowns her. But like suddenly, it, a bath is drawn. It's just a bath yeah, now. Like there's, so there's water in the bath, and even though she was having a shower, there's just it's like a drawn bath. And it reminds me it. of the part in the fly where the girl, the girl's ex boyfriend, who's also her manager, just walks into her house when she's showering and shit or something. Yeah, <laughs> on his own accord. Well, maybe um, um, David Cronenberg saw this movie. And thought you know yeah, what I could do like something like that. From. The director Godfrey Ho, he um made a career for himself by taking other um films about ninjas, like pre-existing Taiwanese films about ninjas, and um cutting a little bit out and filming like ten minutes of new content. And that is exactly what he did with Ninja Dragon. He took a Taiwanese film called Dark Trap and then filmed the ninja stuff and added that to it. So it started off oh, this as... This is not the what? first time he's done this. No, that's he did that 149 <laughs> times. Oh my fucking Ooh. God. <laughs> so he's a pro. He literally put out like... Almost 10 films a year at one point. Jesus Christ. This film originally was just a crime film, like about gangs, and then he just added ninjas. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it felt like. That's what it felt like. That's why the ninjas sit. Yeah, that's why the ninja scenes just like seem so out of place all the time because they're just randomly inserted into the film retroactively. They They all take place like separately. So it's not out of the question. What I will say, though, is um, I will advise anyone to watch this movie or the first 45 minutes of this movie. Just the first 45 minutes, watch it. You'll have all the laughs that you need and then you can turn it off before you get bored. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend this movie. We had a lot of fun. Um, There was like, there's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to watch. There are so many zoom-ins. I zoom-in happens. Like, Whoa, look at that. Look what they did. It's but another zoom-in. No, not only that, there's there's so many, like, like the music did not fit the scenes. The mu- let's no, just say that. The music was They'd be having, like, crazy. conversations about, like, oh, we're going we're gonna to meet here for lunch or something. And then some really intense, dramatic music will start playing in the background. Yeah. And it just did not fit. And then there'll be parts where 
it'll be like, <sighs> oh yeah, we're having a wedding, and then it would do like a close up on everyone's face in the room, like twice, and it will just play really intense music for no reason, <laughs> and then just skip to a different scene entirely. That makes no sense. Yeah, it was very blaring, wasn't it? I found the music was quite blaring, overpowering of, um, of yeah, the scenes. Yeah, a bit like Tenet. A bit like Tenet, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Very old-fashioned, it sounded. So, yeah, maybe Christopher Nolan was heavily mate, inspired mate, by Ninja Dragon. Mate, we got Cronenberg, we got Nolan. Everyone's taking, taking ideas from this movie, aren't they? Yeah, apparently Clearly. so. Well, um, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to talk about this movie. This movie was fucking batshit. Yeah. It was just weird. It was whack. Oh, it's fucking strange. I'd like to give a few quotes, if I will. Of course you can. There's like a bit at the beginning where they're at the uh, the table and they're having a game. And <clears throat> because everyone's not, I can only assume they're doing just like their normal accents over Japanese people. So it's like, this American guy who's like saying into the microphone in the studio or his house or whatever. He's like, I'd like to have a piece of your action. <laughs> what? <laughs> I burst out laughing for that. It was hilarious. It was like, there's a guy who, who's like, Ronald, you're kidding me. I have never killed anyone in my life. He's like being accused of oh, murder. Oh, yeah, that was the hairdresser. Because yeah. Ronald goes, you're not going to kill... Oh, he, he just goes around like, Bob, have you ever killed anyone? Yeah. And the hairdresser just goes, I've never killed anyone <laughs> in my life. Ronald! <laughs> There's like a scene where... um, Oh, yeah, and this is a thing as well. <laughs> like some... This happens like twice in the movie, but someone will get shot and like to stop themselves giving up information... They'll kill themselves, but they won't kill themselves in any, like, like, like they won't take a cyanide pill. They'll just take their head and <laughs> smack it into the nearest hardest object until they die. <laughs> there was, at, the end, at the end of the film, I really did not understand when they're at the, like, the bloke's grave, the Ronald's grave, and they're, they've got, like, there's the two rival gangs that are, like, um like holding guns towards each other <laughs> and then like one of the rival gangs bashes his head against the wall for no reason and then they're just like oh i can't believe you've done that and then they just leave <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe you've done this there's like... It's like he bashes his head against this grave and then all of a sudden just like blood pisses down it and he dies yeah. and then like the gang that he was part of we're just like, I can't believe you've done this to the other gang. And they just leave. There's, oh, there's like one thing that stood out to me was when like this girl is being slapped and her friend says, how dare you hit Fanny? And then Chris says, we've all heard that. <laughs> In response to, I was like, what? We all turned around. We were like, dude. <laughs> Chris just abuses the puss. Yeah. Of course, it means something different in um, America, I guess. But that that was her name. So. How dare you hit my fanny? This movie is amazing. Should we give it? Should we go to the ratings? Yeah, I think we have to. <laughs> right, Max. How many red ninjas out of ten would you give this film? 
This movie is a fun, <laughs> rollicking time. Watch it with all the family. I'm giving this one four Red Ninjas out of ten. Oh, nice, nice. Chris? If I was to go on pure enjoyment, I'd probably give it, like, seven Red Ninjas. But <laughs> I have to actually give it, like, three <laughs> Red Ninjas. Hell. What was that? Um, three. Three, okay. three, yeah. I said okay. I'd actually give it three. Um, see, I, I, I'm going to give it the same rating as Max. I was going to give it a four originally, um, but that's just like enjoyment and just how the film is recorded because it does get boring. So you're going to need to turn it off halfway through. You're not going to miss anything, and you're going to get all the benefits of it being funny before it gets boring. For sure, there's nothing like at the end you need to see anyway. It just ends, and that's it. Well, the ending doesn't do anything for the movie anyway. Nothing gets answered. No. I mean, I didn't really have many questions anyway. Because it's all just like this big amalgamation of whatever. It's like, I don't. I have so many questions, but I don't know what how to phrase them. Do you know what this reminds me of? It's like, it reminds me of, like... It's like someone's just got like an anthology series and tried to put them into one series, and you're like, "This doesn't make sense." Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was Ninja Dragon. Highly recommend. Thank you. And then, hell yeah, we're on to the last movie, yes. which I'm gonna say is my movie, but I didn't buy it. I didn't buy either of the movies that were suggested to me. Um, I, I just picked which of the two we were going to watch and it was Godsend, um, a film with the guy from Meet the Fuckers in it. What's his Robert name? Robert De Niro. Also known as Robert De Niro. That's the one, yes. Yeah. One of the uh, most infamous and acclaimed actors of all time. Yeah, it's got Robert De Niro in it. So, um, the premise for this film, this married couple have a kid called... Danny, Adam, Adam, and he's eight years old. And <laughs> the day after his eighth birthday, his mum takes him shopping, and she just lets him go outside on the street on his own. Um, while she's watching from a supermarket or a store, and he gets his head caved in by a car and dies. Um, which we don't see. Um, the family is then approached by Robert De Niro who offers to um, clone their son, essentially. Um, so it would be birthed from the mother again. Uh, they say yes, and it it was essentially be a spitting image of Danny. And um, so... Adam. Yeah, Adam. And when Adam gets to eight years old, some freaky shit starts happening, and um, he kills a few people. And... Yeah. Then it comes out that... A few. He kills, like, one person, doesn't he? Yeah. And then it comes we'll out that, that Robert De Niro's character... <laughs> then it comes out that Robert De Niro's character had also had a son that died, and he put some of his genetics in um, Danny's genetics, and Danny is being controlled Adam. by this Adam, and Adam is being controlled... <laughs> I'm doing that on purpose Adam. now. I'm doing that on purpose. <laughs> and, then, and then Adam is like 
kind of possessed, but it doesn't really make it clear on what's actually happening to him, whether he's being possessed or whether it's two people living in one body, and why Robert De Niro's kid was a murderer and a psychopath, but just happens. Um, and this is another another film that just has a shit ending. So, boys, um, take it away. Shit beginning, shit middle as well. Yes. Yes. Fucking, yeah. Absolutely. It's just, it's just it was so, not a good movie. So afraid to I, say. I, if anyone listens to these podcasts, I think 90% of the films that we watch always begin with, this wasn't a good movie. <laughs> we really need to change that. <laughs> we really need to watch some good fucking movies. We will. Don't worry. Hopefully next time. Hope so, so I... I do not recognise the um, actor and actress that played the parents. I don't oh, recognise any actor or actress from this film that wasn't Robert De Niro. Um, oh, I, I, I did. Everyone's I acting was fucking terrible. Um, yeah. I recognise Greg Kinnear. But I only recognised him... Greg Kinnear, he yeah. plays the dad, but I only recognised him because he plays a character in Friends, and that's like the the, the most prominent thing that I can uh, put him to in my mind is his character in Friends that he's in for like two episodes or something. And so, the woman, Re- Rebecca Rominge, I think her name is, um, she was the original actress Romaine. of... Mi- yeah. I, I don't know. Rebecca Romain, she played Mystique, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rebecca Romainge. <laughs> that's, that's how it's spelled. Don't blame me, blame whoever named her. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> Fucking hell, Max. Chris. So uh when when I was watching this movie, I got um well I was very upset. Um because it was so terrible. But can I we can we leave thought, can, can we leave the, the death till later on? Um Yeah, we'll get to that later on. But what I'm talking about is um <laughs> <laughs> how how horrible of a time I had in this. And I basically this, throughout this I was just thinking, well, I could be watching any number of um whatever the hell's in that this basically is derivative of that like i saw a lot of like the omen in it the a lot of um ai artificial intelligence in it or even like that one episode of black mirror with domino gleason where i i think this probably came out before that what, but what what part you could of just this film reminded have... you of ai do you mean so like, like is ai get... a film or is ai yeah as in it's like artificial intelligence. Okay. It's a film uh, by Steven Spielberg. It's basically about um, this couple who get a child and he's a robot, and um, they like become increasingly like un- unsavory towards him. I'll say. And so it, it really reminded me of that with like the child angle, like a new child basically that's come into their life um, through this clone of Adam. I've dubbed him yeah. Adam Two, um, and once he turns eight, uh, he starts being, um, well, a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. So when he when he turns, it's says not just when he turns eight; it's when he passes the point of his first death. 
So it's yeah. um, the day after his eighth, eighth birthday. That's when he originally died. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when like the the weird shit starts happening like i can't call it a possession because it doesn't make clear what's actually happening but this is the part of his life where robert de niro's um deceased child is prominent in in him i i i guess um but yeah it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make clear whether um robert de niro's kid is possessing his body or whether they're both sharing it and it's um only past the point of when um Danny died originally that he Adam able to um Adam sorry that he was able to take control and sort of um do whatever but then it doesn't also it also doesn't explain the fact of why um Robert De Niro's kid is a murderer and why he just decides to kill people No I well, had no like, clue what was there's happening There's this thing no, not really. But there's like this thing that Adam number two has where like he has like bad dreams and for the life of me, like the dreams were probably the best part of these movies because they were so like scattershot and just weird looking and weirdly edited. Even though Is that the bad. stuff that reminded you of The Omen? No, I mean like the premise overall with like a demon child, son of Lucifer, reminds me of What does uh, that the mean? Omen. The Omen is about the son of Lucifer. The devil. Oh, I thought the O-Man was what they called the guy out of The World's End. No, well, you know where they got that from? Where? 666, The Omen. Mark of the Beast. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where where was was I? I don't even remember. (laughs) A little little bit of a mythology lesson there. (laughs) You were talking about... um, um, the bad the dream sequence, yeah. Yeah. And I took that as sort of Adam number one, the original Adam, if you may, um, if you will, sort of trying to get back into his body. But I'm thinking, well, he's dead. He can't get back into his body. This isn't even his body. It's just a clone of him. So I'm thinking, it's probably not him trying to get back. He's just having like bad dreams about the first Adam. And then suddenly Robert De Niro's like, yeah, I had a child. His name was Zachary. And then like he's also inside adam 2 like what and like apparently he'd done it with like a few kids is that right did i get that right i, I think no that's clue. what he said um yeah because <laughs> he, he he said he couldn't perfect it and no. i think that's what he was trying to do with um with this one but did you um notice that uh well i guess we're gonna have to talk about it now because it fits on max got oh, really go emotional on, when his favourite character of this movie was sadly killed. <laughs> Is he the only person who dies in this movie? Apart from Robert no, De Niro, I guess. Zachary's Zachary's mum died in a flashback, but that's really about it. Or no, but his wife's sorry in the it. film. Um, but yeah. uh, Zachary, when he takes control of um, Danny's body, kills Adam. Adam um, kills. <laughs> kills a kid called Roy and at this point I think Max had just become so emotionally unstable after watching three (laughs) bad movies that he just went into a laughing fit for about five minutes where he just uncontrollably wouldn't stop laughing and all you would have to do is say the word Roy and he would just freak out and I'm not even exaggerating there he fucking freaked out for five minutes (laughs) yep 
I did kind of snap, to be honest. It's just like <laughs> it was. It's a grueling process. You've got to understand this. It was a grueling process. Yeah, watching all these what terrible we go movies to bring you guys this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just but, like, sort of sat there, just giggling to myself. Nothing that was happening was even remotely funny. But I think it's like something that's like brought on by intense boredom. You know, well, when you're just yeah. so bored. The, like, the point that you've got nothing to do but laugh. The point where Max started laughing is at the point in the film where you find out a child has been murdered and his mum is standing on the edge <laughs> of the river crying that her son's and, uh, been killed and Max yeah, is just there pissing himself, like <laughs> floating in the water. <laughs> and Max is just uncontrollably laughing about it. <laughs> it was funny, come on. But the reason that was brought up is because at the funeral, at Roy's funeral, Robert De Niro is actually there. And I don't know if you guys picked it up, but the... Um, so this is at the point where the father of um, Danny knows what's going, knows there's something wrong. He knows yeah. there's something wrong with his kid. Um, so he confronts um, Robert De Niro's character and they're at the funeral for this um, Roy kid and um the dad goes uh was he not like compatible or something so it it meant that the robert de niro had went to that funeral to ask the parents to clone their son to yeah. i assume try to perfect the creation of his own son to be brought back because at the beginning of the film after the the um danny's death the family are approached by him like straight away after the funeral um after they leave the the funeral so it's just a bit of a scummy character in him yeah every time greg kinnear got mad with him he would like grab him by like the collar or something or like by his coat every he got mad at him a lot by the way and he just grabbed de niro by the coat and just started yelling at him just in public wherever you can't this this is a problem I have with this movie is that the acting is so poor. It's like, and, and it was clearly down to the direction as well because Robert De Niro is not a terrible actor. You know, uh, Greg Kinnear is not a terrible actor. Rebecca Romaine is not a terrible actor. But the, the acting is bad in this, I'm afraid to say. And it's, I didn't believe a word of what was coming out of their mouths. I didn't care about any of the characters. There's also that bit where they're in the, the church and he confronts him and Robert De Niro just snaps and like, hits him over the head with something and then burns down the church. Yeah, he bludgeons and then him. Then the next yeah, next next scene, Greg Kinnear just appears out of nowhere alive. It's like how did he yeah, survive? Right. Yeah. There's there's literally the Lord a, Yeah, there's literally a shot after Robert De Niro twats him in the back of the head where you can see a massive gouge on the back of his head and there's blood mm-hmm. pissing down his neck and he's like all disorientated and discombobulated and Robert De Niro yeah. like just goes you fucking ungrateful something and then walks off and then the next scene like the the dad's fine there's there's no injury yeah well he was healed by the lord that was he <laughs> was in a church you can't die in church i hear <laughs> yeah and then like yeah, yeah like in like a few seconds in like a, a minute or two he's back at his own house and he's like protecting his wife from Adam too, like trying to kill her or something, and then, well, that that's at like near the end of the movie, and then like they, there's no resolve. He's just like he's he's a bad kid, and then he's trying to kill. He's killed Roy. He's killed our our guy Roy, and um, 
she's trying to like reason with him, but he's like, oh, I don't really care to be honest. And then at the end, it's just like, well, the end. I yeah. guess. So hey, we're moving into he, a new house, son. Well done. Yeah, so their son, Danny, being possessed by Zachary, goes Adam. to kill the mum. And Adam, sorry. And um, their dad stops him. And then the kid just is like, oh, I'm your son again. Zachary's gone. And then like five minutes later, he's pulled into a closet in a new house after a few weeks, I'm guessing. And then he's possessed by Zachary again. You're like, okay. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's completely devoid of well, really, any thought. I thought to the filmmaking or to the direction that it's just lacked like every kind of emotion imaginable. It was just like the worst kind of movie. I think. I I will say I I didn't believe that the I didn't believe in the acting um, that the mum and dad had actually lost a son in the film um no for me it was just so fake that it just clearly looked like they were acting that it it wasn't genuine yeah and then like robert de niro comes along he's like you know what um i could save your son uh i could make a clone of him and they're like oh you monster no we're not going to do that and i'm like it's like 10 minutes into the movie. We all know no, no, you're going to do it. No, the mum is fully up for it. The mum is all up for it. It's the dad that says no. Yeah. And the only reason they choose to do this and not have another kid is because the wife can't get pregnant after the first one. Danny fucked her up. But you Adam. know, when it's when it's like... um Adam, sorry. But when it's like uh, genetically engineered babies, your ovaries don't give a shit. They're just, yeah, they're like, yeah, fuck it. Super babies. Yeah. Like giving birth to Homelander or something. Yeah. There was that part where like where I was laughing hysterically and then what set me off again was like she was talking to her friend and like they like what was it? She like said, Oh, I talked to a baby doctor and it set me off. I was like a doctor who's a baby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the writing is so bad, like I can't like differentiate it. Who who wrote this film? Like who who did the script for this film? Does anyone know? Chris, can you get that? Yeah, up? I, I had then, that up. So a guy called Mark Bombach. He um yeah yeah he's written a few things. Um, after Anything this, he notable? wrote Die Hard Four, Race to Witch <laughs> Mountain. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen Die Hard remake. Four. I don't see. Um, oh my god, both bad movies. Um, the Wolverine, and he also did uncredited uh, script work on Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Fifty Shades of Grey, Logan, and the Tom Cruise version oh of my The Mummy. He's been around. Only, only one of their movies were was a good one, and it was and an it was un, um, and it was Logan. I thought you were going to say Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. No, well, yeah, it could have been. I've never seen it, um, and I'm not a woman, so um, it's yeah, not. I don't think it was very well me. received. What no. Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, I don't think people regard it as very good. Oh, fair um, enough. Um, what are you talking about? It's a great movie for everyone. But you, well, you can tell a lot of the films that this guy has scripted all follow the same flaw that the writing is very, very poor. Um, because like Wolverine, t- 
Total Recoil, the remake, um, with Colin Fife in it, um, and the girl from Under... I was about to say Undertides from Underworld. <laughs> so it's got mm-hmm. Steph in it. <laughs> and um, uh, The Mummy with Tom Cruise, that's an, that's a horrible movie. Just all these all these movies have the same flaw that they just have a very poor script about them. I mean, Total Recoil was probably one of the better ones of of it, but it's just because I think a lot of the people in there sort of acted a hell of a lot better, so it um made the film a bit more believable. Like hid the bad writing through the good acting, but um the the guy just clearly can't write scripts, and then I don't know how what he did how much of a contribution he had towards Logan, but it must not have been a lot. Well, no. it was uncredited, wasn't it? Yeah. I so don't know what have, that means, though. Like, It must have just been someone wrote the script and sent him. He must have been like a script doctor or something, like fixing small bits here and there. So not doing... A like doctor, a yeah. that's a script. Amount. Yeah. It's like a doctor baby, a baby doctor. <laughs> a baby doctor with his mate, Dr. Script. So before we get to yeah. the ratings, I'm on the IMDb page and on the, underneath the storyline, there's a little bit that says plot keywords and under the mm-hmm. plot keywords... Don't tell me one of them's Roy. Um, close, there's boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. The main um, three are bare-chested boy barefoot boy and camera <laughs> shot off bare feet. <laughs> oh, what? It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> what the fuck? What keywords are they? <laughs> bare boy. What are, the, what are the keywords used for? Because uh, uh, you, you search can... them and then it the, the comes up. Yeah, you can click on it and it says every film that's related to that. So one of them's also attempted Imagine child watch- murder. So if you want to watch a film with an attempted child murder in, you can just click on there. Do you think um, Quentin Tarantino just has this saved and like all he does is just type in like the bare feet film angles or something? <laughs> he probably just watches that scenes from, from Dust or Dawn always. Just has it on no, loop he just on goes TV. on to that. He just goes onto that IMDb page and he just sees camera shots of bare feet and he's just like, yes, and just clicks it and just looks at every movie. Um, before I also, before you get onto the ratings, I also have something that I want to say. I think this would have been a much better movie if it had taken a different point of view. And that point of view was from the driver of the car who is clearly going to suffer from PTSD after running over a child's face. Yeah, yeah. I would well, have liked to have seen a movie about how they dealt with the PTSD. Or maybe they were just an arsehole and didn't care. Uh, I don't know. Well, we were never own fault. They shouldn't have been driving yeah. there in the first place. That is true. Um, so let's go into the ratings then. We ready? Oh Anything? wait, I have um. Sorry, okay, one okay. one last thing. There's like a part when like De Niro's talking to Rebecca Romaine, the mum. And he's like, you'd have nothing if not for me. And it's like, what you, What did you do, man? You just, like, cloned their son. She already, she already has, like, a loving husband and a nice job. And she has a great oh, like, yeah. house I remember as well. When, I remember when th- this, this happened. And the Robert knew it. Yeah. 
yeah, you'd have nothing without Mia Max when, bro, she's got a good job, a nice house, <laughs> and a husband that loves her. <laughs> she had everything, just not a kid. <laughs> they had to, like, uproot their whole life to do this. Like, they had to move house to a place where nobody knew them so they could get a clone son. What are you, what are you talking about? Also, um, throughout this uh, review of the film, you've probably noticed that we've not referred to any person by their character's name other than three people, which is Roy, Danny, and Zachary. That's because it's we don't know any Danny. of the character's name. <laughs> we I don't know what Robert De Niro Robert De Niro's character's called. I don't know what the mum and dad's characters are called. You don't I know what the kid's called either, apparently. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Danny, isn't it? No. no. <laughs> uh, oh, what is it? Oh go on, you know this. <laughs> oh is it Roy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> but but you, you you see my point like i i genuinely haven't known any of the characters names i don't know what about you guys that's how forgettable no. it was yeah i mean if i hadn't written a couple of them down i probably wouldn't have remembered them apart from no, roy no. yeah but what what are the mum and dad's what are the characters names <clears throat> like them three characters paul jesse and richard it, well, yeah, didn't know any yeah. of them. Anyway, no. on to the ratings, yeah. boys. So, Max, we'll start with you. How many Roy's out of ten are you going to give this? <laughs> Roy! <laughs> Honestly, when when we finished, what, after you finished your laughing fit, I was like, right, I know what the rating system for this film's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is the worst a movie can be. It is uninspired. It is lackluster. It's very boring. No passion whatsoever. I'm giving this two Roys out of ten. I don't know whether Max just described his singing or the movie. Oh, come on. You didn't have to go there. <laughs> I'm joking. Singing on Undertides, you're, you're, you're better now. You actually sing music you like. Yeah. So, Chris? I will also give it two Roy's out of ten. It's a really, really boring movie. I'm going to give it one Roy out of ten because there was nothing redeeming about this film other than when it ended. <laughs> and Roy! Well, yeah, they kill. <laughs> I would have given it a ten if they didn't kill him off. <laughs> you do a spin-off the- movie, he was the best part. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty, he was the bully of the school, and I felt sympathetic for him yeah. dying. <laughs> oh dear. Rest in peace, Fuck Roy. Me. Yeah. Well, um, so I don't know if you guys just want to save what we're going to talk about at the end of this and just put it on to like a whole separate podcast. No, there are a million questions we could answer. We can answer a question now. It's what we do. Where is yeah. anyone thought of one? Yeah, I've got one. Alright, go for it. It's not um, one that can have a huge discussion, I guess. That's fine. So it's, um, can a remake be done well, or are they all inherently bad? Um, I would say, uh, just uh, taking the lead here, no, they can be done well. Of course they can be done well. Um, there's, there are remakes that are good. The Suspiria remake is great. I actually um, like that a lot more than the original. Um, that's about all I can think of, though. But I, I do think I, it can be done. I will say 
that um, they can't be. Mainly wow. for the fact that um, well, you've only named one remake that you like, right? Mm. Let's list some of the big remakes that are out there, or the ones that I can think of. Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Chucky um, with the new Child's Play, Total Recoil, not great movies. Recall. Every single one of them are, are, are pretty shit. Nightmare on Elm Street is terrible. Friday the 13th wasn't as bad as that. The Chucky remake was a good take on a different um, a different spin on uh, the movie. And then the Total Recall remake was just terrible. I think the problem that you have with remakes is the nostalgia that people are going to have to the originals. And I don't know whether people can just actively watch a remake for what it is, or a, a remake, um, or whether they're going to watch it through rose-tinted glasses. Now, what I would say is reimaginings of original movies can be done, but I think remakes are going to be a very big one. Like, it's just going to be very hard. The way I look yeah. at it is that um, it can be done well if you take a film and either do something different or try and improve upon what the original film didn't do as well. Um I'd probably say one of, if not the best remake ever made, is The Thing from the 80s. That's a remake of a 50s B-movie. And they took that film that was very dated, very cheesy, and made it a lot darker and added these incredible practical effects and stuff. And like Max said, the Suspiria remake where they took the basic story and created something completely different that still feels kind of similar to what the original director was going for but adding Luca whatever his name is is um own unique well, Luca McNutter it. no yeah <laughs> Luca Guaragnino <laughs> do you even know who Luca McNutter it... is uh, Max no no Oh, he's, oh, fucking hell. He's a guy that killed kittens and then, like, killed an Asian guy. Oh, lovely. Sounds like a top chap. Oh, I think on the if... Don't Fuck With Cats documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I never watched that. Right. I think if you have someone who's talented enough, who um, respects the source material, but also wants to do something different, then you could get something well-made. But a lot of the big remakes, like you said, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, they're just cash grabs. They just get a random director in and, yeah, try and make it modern and it just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, well, I think the problem is that um, that a lot of these are just seen as a way to make money. And there's not a lot of people doing it for the love of the original movie. That's why we're getting all of these Disney remakes that Mate. are soulless and they have no point to yeah. them. Maybe that is the problem. Maybe that's why like none of the remakes that I've ever seen are, are good because everyone just wants a bit of a cash grab rather than actually putting some soul into a movie. But on the topic of like Disney remakes and stuff, um, a YouTube channel that I was watching uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of their videos, sorry, that I was watching a couple weeks ago. Now, the, these are intelligent guys. They're really into like their movies their tv shows and they're massive fans of star wars so when it comes to like their opinions i I kind of um take them uh as very credible um in what they say and they were 
one of them said as an like uh, as an off comment um, towards the end of one of their episodes that in our lifetime uh, we will probably see a Star Wars Episode One remake. Yeah, do you I think mean, that's inevitable? With the way that Disney are going at the moment with remaking everything, that in like thirty, forty, even fifty years time, we will get like a Star Wars remake. I think probably it's yeah. out there. Because obviously, I mean, they could just do, oh yeah, um, here's what we didn't like about George Lucas's vision. We could just do it ourselves because we own yeah. it now. Well, if they wanted to, if they wanted to actually take away everything after Episode Three, and you've got a good remake, that's just everything bad about the Star Wars movies is just gone. Like he's smiling while he says that. <laughs> he's trying to get a rise out of us. <laughs> I actually do like the prequels more than I do uh, like the sequels, and then mm-hmm. um. Episodes 7, 8, and 9, I think, should just be erased. Like, if I had that device from Men in Black, um, I would just use it on everyone and erase those movies from existence. But sadly, we don't. Yeah, I think remakes aren't necessarily a bad thing, but they're kind of... It's more of a problem with Hollywood and the fact that they make cash grabs. They don't really care about... Yeah, creating something great. That's why, as Max said, um, you get all the Disney remakes at the moment. So, if you boys could have uh, one film remade um, that would be done to justice, and it would be a decent, very good remake. See, we don't need to know the story, the plot, and stuff. What movie would you go for? Um, and it can be either a series, like a movie series. So, uh a franchise that's the one or just a singular movie what would you uh what would you go for i i know mine um and i would i would love to see like a a remake of the rocky movies yeah i haven't seen yeah. those actually kind of what creed they, is though no i wouldn't say creed's a remake of the rocky movies because it it's almost it's a continuation of the rocky franchise but it just takes um from a different perspective it goes from apollo creed's son but i wouldn't say they're remakes it kind of follows the same sort of thing of a guy starting up the the underdog sort of story well there's only so much it's the same thing with warrior warrior is the exact same concept underdogs fighting for the the top position they get there in the end there's only so much you could do in boxing and fighting films um yeah. so i wouldn't exactly say like they're they're, fair, they're very similar but i wouldn't say they're a remake just for the sheer fact that rocky is in these films as a coach um rather than the main fighter but no i wouldn't say the creeds are, are remakes yeah um I, i'd I actually like to say... see oh sorry carry on max I think I've I I, not really given much thought to it, to be honest. Um, there's nothing that I look at and go, well, they probably should remake that. Ninja um, Dragon. No, that's perfect as is. But I would say <clears throat> that there's, there's like, I, prob- I would probably say like bad movies. You just remake bad movies that has that ha- used to have like a lot of promise. Like there's a movie coming out that I'm, well, I was excited for. It's called Chaos Walking. Because I read the books when I was a kid, and I really loved them, and I just know that's going to be bad. So I'm already like, well, maybe you should remake it. Um, I think that 
Why um, did Why did Chris if, laugh as soon as you said the name of that film? Because I it's notoriously know, like really been bad, terribly behind it. bad production. <laughs> it's been going for like four years or something. They haven't released it because it's trash. Um, I would say if if I'm drawing on something that maybe I do like, I would maybe at some point in the future. I think I've voiced this before. I would like a remake of the Harry Potter movies, but maybe in like a mini series format. I really do like those movies, but um, they they could always be better. I think they're yeah, not yeah, like maybe, the greatest movies ever made. Maybe be a little bit closer to the books. Yeah, well, the books what, are really good. A load um, of the characters are transphobic or whatnot, or is that just J.K. Rowling? I think that's it's just, just J.K. Rowling, Rowling, to be honest. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, she also uh, said one Chris, of the characters are gay, even though they never say it. Um, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. yeah. I'd like to maybe see a remake of the film Highlander, although the original is like a lot of fun as it is, just like eighties cheesy action movie with Queen doing all the music. I feel like if you got the right director behind it, you could create something pretty interesting because it's a great story would you use the original soundtrack from queen queen with freddie mercury or would you replace it with adam lambert uh, neither i think you'd have to make something new <laughs> pay oh, respect to the original but not you'd not in a way where you're just like copying it you'd use blink 182 of matt skiberg in it or whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> No, use um, oh I have someone of one. No. Go on then. Sorry, I thought um movies I watched uh, semi recently, The Hunger Games. Remake them, but make it super violent. Yeah, like the original Battle Royale film that they're based off or where they copy from. Yeah. yeah. They copy from I'd like I actually to see watched a that yesterday. Well, hmm. I'd like to see a, a remake of um, Treasure Planet. I don't know if you guys remember that Disney film. I yeah, watched that the other day. Film. It's, it's really good. One of my... I haven't watched it in years, but I remember it being one of my favourite Disney films. Um, one yeah. of the rare... One of the only animated Disney films that I'd, I'd ever watched. Mm, it's still good. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah... So that's episode four done in the books. Uh, we will be back next week with the same format as what's being done now. So hopefully Chris has been able to work his magic and this podcast sounds like we're all in the same room together. We're actually not. We're at our own homes. Um, yeah. Any final words, boys? Do we want to do the yeah, spinning wheel say. now so we know what to prepare for? Uh, no, we'll do it on the last episode of when uh, in lockdown podcasts or yeah, actually okay no, yeah, whenever oh, fuck it we can do it whenever to be fair i don't give a shit like i don't think should we do it shit. now just for the sake yeah, of consistency and then yeah yeah just just in case it goes on longer than we expect and it just don't happens say that. comes off suddenly do you guys hear that they've extended the furlough scheme till march yeah, yeah sounds yeah. a bit yeah. dodgy Honestly, yeah, we're only going to be in lockdown till the 2nd of December, but we're going to give you pay up until March. Spinning the wheel now. What's it going to be? Can't wait. Man, I fucking hope it's the Hunger Games. I don't. (laughs) I want something good, you know? I, I am desperate for some good fucking movies in all fairness. 
So we do get three vetoes if it's not something we like yeah. two really want Chris to do. Two. Two, yeah. Two. So the first okay. thing that has come up is the Mexico trilogy, which is a trilogy of films directed by Robert Rodriguez. So you've got El Mariachi, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. If I could um, say veto on that one, because we did just do From Dust Till Dawn. And they are kind and of like, quite, yeah. It's quite it similar. Robert Rodriguez similar. was involved in those. So if we could do another okay. one, please. That's where we get films directed by Robert Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> or we get that again. <laughs> Sick of that man. The Dark Man trilogy. What's that? Okay. It's a the first film's directed by Sam Raimi. It's um Ooh, nice. I guess kind of a superhero movie, probably more of like an anti-villain sort of film, but it was based Is this on one that you were Oh my god, this is a a movie that Reed recommended to me ages yeah. ago. Yeah, Reed yeah. recommended we do the trilogy at some point, which is why I added it. Oh, well, here we go. We're mm-hmm. doing the Max, are you up for the Darkman trilogy? Yeah, let's do it. Nice. What awesome. films do they consist of, Chris? There is Darkman, Darkman 2, and Darkman 3. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fantastic. <laughs> right, so well. Um, we'll see you next week for the next episode of the Shit Talk podcast, but tune back in in like you a month's the time Sunday movie marathon podcast yeah <laughs> this isn't the shit talk podcast what the hell are you on about <laughs> trying to plug your own podcast oh dear I didn't even mean to do right, that oh. I did not mean no. to do see that. you next week on the next episode of deep diving <laughs> <laughs> god damn it so anyway this has been the cult of the touch podcast <laughs> thank you for listening see max can't even and, use his um, own podcast because he hasn't got one the only podcast he can plug is the one that we're doing this is my podcast man it's got under the blankets with under ties uh, no i don't you <laughs> can bring that back thank you very much everyone for listening uh stay wait safe there, wait there, wait um, there. oh my god he's going to do something Alright, thanks guys uh, no, Thanks for yet, tuning in Oh my wait. god, he's wait got here. a guitar Wait there Right, you ready? Yes Do outro. Thank you everyone For, <laughs> for listening <laughs> I only take my headphones out to do this I can't listen <laughs> Thank you everyone for um, listening Please stay safe And um, we will be back with you Next Sunday for another episode of the Sunday Movie Marathon. Fucking okay, no. hell.